This is the Empowered Educational Conversations with Elena Christina podcast. We are two educators who have worked in over seven different school districts and want to see change. We are here for our school leaders who have the desire to implement radical changes to fight the destructive nature of racism and injustice. This is a safe space for passionate school leaders and aspiring school leaders to listen in as we voice our concerns, laugh at our mistakes, and strategize ways to overcome adversity as educators, all while keeping it real. Join us as we share our experience along with other important voices in the field. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Aline and Christina, where we seek to build community and support one another in this work. While you're there, share this with a friend and colleague and rate and review this podcast so we could get this to even more school leaders who want to do this work. All right, let's get to this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Educational Conversations podcast with Elena and Christina, episode 72. I'm Aline, co-host of this podcast. I have been in education for 18 years as a former school counselor and high school assistant principal. I'm currently a district counselor at a K-12 school district and a school leader coach helping educators revolutionize the K-12 public school system. And I'm Christina, the other co-host of this podcast. This is my 19th year in education. I was a former high school English teacher and K-12 site administrator. I'm currently a teacher coach at a K-12 school district and a K-12 co-school leadership coach with my homie and business partner, Aline, right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Hey, y'all. So we are releasing an additional episode um, outside of our normal schedule, Um, but I still think it's important for us to do our check-in, especially since, Christina, you weren't available for us to have you on the last check-in. So how are you doing? Well... This is a podcast episode, so you guys really can't see how I'm looking, but I'm looking kind of not cute right now. Um, I've just been, you know, busy with life stuff and like, honestly, I mean, that's why we're having this episode. I I feel that I haven't been finding a lot of joy in life, um, mainly because I just feel helpless with everything that's going on in Palestine. And no, I'm not Palestinian. No, I'm not Muslim. I'm not Jewish. Like, I don't have family out there. But it doesn't matter like that conflict is like really like taking a toll on me because this is like mm-hmm. we're humans mm-hmm. and and it and it doesn't matter that this is happening across the world like it's i mean it's it's really affecting our community mm-hmm. and i just want i, I want to talk about it mm-hmm. um I just want to talk about it. What about you? Yeah, um, same, same. It's like, 
I don't know. It just like you said, like it's a sense there's a sense of helplessness and then there's also just feeling motivated by the activists that I see, you know, consistently showing up and reminding us of our of our role and our duty to speak up and say something um, and to call our representatives to continue to share things on social media. Um, and so I don't know, it never feels like enough. Um, right. <laughs> but it also feels like it's something, um, you know, just even like witnessing like joint efforts around like boycotting certain businesses, um, thinking through like anti-consumerism during the holiday season. And those are things that I, you know, subscribe to and feel like, okay, and those are things I can do. Um, Cause there was something and I actually, I'm going to pull it up because this is kind of, and I'll leave it at that as far as like how I'm feeling. Um, and I reposted this on, on my social media, like this comment of like, like, you know, I'm just one person. And sometimes I feel like that. But it was this quote that said, but what can I do? I am just one person, said 7 billion people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, even it may, even though it may not seem like a lot, what I'm doing is also being done and felt by millions of people. And that in itself makes movement. So I can't opt out. Um, or decide it's too much or it's not enough because that's exactly what they want us to do. So I'll leave it at that because we have a, a a message for today. Yes. So y'all, um, basically on October 17, we sent out a statement to our email list or email subscribers, as well as posted what we sent on email Um as a statement on our IG page regarding the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. I am not going to read the entire statement, just the last paragraph. And if you are curious about what we wrote, you know, you could tap into our IG and you could see the full statement there. Um, so here is our last paragraph. As school leaders, we must remain impartial refraining from sharing our political and religious beliefs or stances on this issue. Our duty is to give students reliable information, diverse perspectives, and the tools for independent research, empowering them to form informed and rational opinions. And, you know, at the end of that statement, we included resources for parents and educators um, but today, well, we're recording right now on November 15th, and since then, we have added to our resource list, and we will share with you all of that in our show notes. But with that said, in this episode, we want to talk about what we have noticed from school leaders, specifically here in the Bay, whether it's like district or site-level administrators in regards to this travesty. So, um, Aline, why don't you start us off 
and tell us what you have observed and noticed. And you are muted. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, Christina. <laughs> um, I wish I had more to say about what I have um, observed and noticed because unfortunately there hasn't been much. Um, and I guess that's an observation in itself is that in response to the district that I work for, there has been no district statement or response um, from the school sites that I work with. Um, I don't work with all of them, but I work with secondary and um, there were no statements sent out by site administrators, um, no discussion of it, even during a staff meeting. So there just hasn't been a response. Um, there's one school that did send something out to their students. I should say didn't send that out to the students, but posted it to a Google Classroom. So it was available to students and only students. Um, and, you know, and that's the district I work for. I mean, there's, I, I kind of have gleaned from like districts around us that it varies from like district response to um, school like site leaders taking it upon themselves um, but I shared this with you like even with our our followers on Instagram who are educators decided not to participate in a poll that I was curious to see of like you know has your district or has your school site done anything or said anything about what is happening in Gaza and what are your schools doing to keep um, your Jewish and Palestinian students safe or supported? And we didn't receive any responses. And so that concerns me, um, but you know, that's a larger conversation. And as far as counselors, you know, I've been pulled in like by a few counselors to talk about it or to ask like, you know, what can they do um, because there have been situations on campuses with between students. Um, there had I have not heard of anything coming up with staff. Um, but again, there hasn't been space to be able to discuss this. Um, there was between October seventh and now there was, and mind you, we know that this goes beyond October before October seventh. But bringing this to the front of our mind and to what's happening. Um, in present day, there was a professional development opportunity um, for the entire district that did cover equity, and um, it was a it was discussed in small groups or dyads for people who wanted to bring it up, but it wasn't a larger conversation. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. What about you? Well, um, I'll start with district level and what I have came across. So the district that I work for, um, which is Oakland, um, our superintendent, as um, to my knowledge um, that I have read, um, there since between now and October 7, there were two statements two statements um, acknowledging the conflict. The very first one 
was more about like, you know, acknowledging the conflict, what is going on and how the school district will not tolerate um, anti-Semitism or um, Islamophobic verbiage or um, hate crimes. Um, and then also a few resources for teachers. I felt like mainly families of like how to address not necessarily address specifically Israeli-Palestine, but more of like with world travesties, this is how you could discuss it. So it, it was a bit vague, but actually it was more specific than a lot other district statements that I have came across. Mm-hmm. But then it was the second one that was sent out to all staff last week where it was absolutely like more explicit naming the conflict um and reminding us as educators as as administrators teachers counselors that it is our duty um to provide access to students of information but to be careful and for us to all be on the same page of one not trying to push our political beliefs mm-hmm. And and two, if you are go- if you're looking for resources, these are the ones that the district approved. And the mm-hmm. one that the district approved is the San Diego the uh, San Diego County of Education, which is interesting because I guess that's like really floating around because that was forwarded to me by two other educators outside of OUSD. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, from one of our clients that we coach, um, who was, who's an administrator, but is a former uh, social science teacher. And he was like, this right here is legit. So, um, yeah, if you guys are looking for resources to share with your staff, um, click on to the San Diego County of Office of Ed, and as well as we will have it in our show notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I was forwarded uh, two other SF Bay Area Public School District statements. And each statement, um, from my understanding, they only sent out one. One was a statement that was just like OUSD, like it was separate from the weekly superintendent message. And then there was another one that was the other one that I saw. It wasn't in its own email. It was part of um, a bulletin. So it's like, you gotta click onto one of the hyperlinks, you feel me, to to read the statement. Um, And I'll just leave it at that. Like, I mean, y'all could make your inferences of how I felt about that. Um, Anyways, but what they both had in common, what they both had in common is that They used verbiage and phrases like, we are facing a crisis across the world. Our school sites have counselors and support staff available to those staff and students who who want a safe space to process it. 
Here are resources teachers, parents, and counselors can use to talk to children about controversial topics. Basically, if I was like stuck in a hole for like a year and like that's what I'm reading, I would have no idea. Like, I would just think like, yeah, like, shit's crazy in the world <laughs> there, there's a lot of things going on in the world I mean I, I had I would have no idea what the heck they are talking about um none like they they don't even use the word Jewish in there once uh, Muslim mm -hmm. Israel Palestine none of that they 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 for sure didn't use the word apartheid. I mean, it, it was just like, yeah, for sure. It was so vague. And mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm gonna let you, I, I need to like process what I just said, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on what I just shared with you? Well, it's interesting because I mean, that's, that's, that's a great example for us to, you know, look at it from the lens that we look at leadership around transactional versus transformational. And the first one in Oakland was, you know, in a sense, trying to be that and saying like, you know, one, we're giving you information, but then the second one following up and saying like, here, here's even more. And this is what we you know, what the district approves of because we've vetted it and it's like, you know, it's giving full sides it's not like um you know taking one stance and also you know reminding that there is no talk like that the district is not okay with any type of hate speech or or hate crime which you know that's what it is if we're really targeting a person or a, you know a group of people um based off of um you know, race, gender, ethnicity, um, sexual orientation, things of that nature. And naming it, I think, is huge. And then we have the transactional that is like, we're just, we're going to send something out because we know that's what people want us to do, but we're not necessarily going to do it in a way that is addressing, naming, or even um, giving any type of I guess like jump a springboard, right? To say like this, we feel like, okay, now we can continue this conversation from this place. Um, yeah. And I I, <laughs> I I will share this. Oh, I'm kind of skipping on him. But um, I will say this, that like part of what's, what's been like this ongoing thing for me is that I keep feeling like I forgot, like I didn't get an email. Like, so anytime I'm at a school site or working with like an, a colleague or something like that within my district, I'm like, did I miss something? Cause I almost, I almost like feel like, you know, cause like depending on your, your IT and like your systems, like sometimes people don't get added to email lists until like too mm -hmm. late or until you call mm -hmm. it out, especially when you're a new employee. So part of me has always been kind of hanging on, like maybe I just didn't get that email. And so I kept asking around. And no, like my fears were confirmed. It's like, no, there were there wasn't an email sent. So anyways, like 
So that's kind of my commentary of like what you just shared. So I'm not going to share the school district or the administrator that I had this conversation with. Um, but um, this administrator, I, I asked this administrator how they felt and they thought it was awkward. Um, and like, they're just like, yeah, I, I read it and I was like, huh, okay. Like, but in a sense, also not surprised. Right. And then also, you know, me being nosy, I was like, I'm just curious, like, why do you think that your school or your school district is responding this way? And like, this administrator was like, listen, um, supposedly they consulted with someone like a, a, attorneys or consultants of some sort and they supposedly advised the school board and the superintendent that for the sake of safety like it's safer to just not say anything as you can see Aline and I are very silent on that <laughs> like uh, and I was like wow and he was like once again that's what I was told mind you I wasn't in that meeting but remember I mean Christina that's common right like I mean there are districts and for like that do run everything by like council um for better for worse and like that's like that's where I just I I think that's part of the job that I couldn't really stomach is just how po like how political it is, right? How you have to like please the masses and you're, you know, depending on your district and your population, your school board has more to say. And depending on like where the school board, how the school board leans, like you have to be careful with what you're sending out, what's in writing, what you're saying. Um, and, 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 the why do people run things by council because they don't want to get sued right but As it's like what's interesting about it is that like i absolutely every school district has their council but then it's like why is it that we're all over the freaking place and like mm -hmm. you know, we always say stuff like, oh, the bay's different, the bay's this, the bay's that. Like, we're so open-minded, we're different. And yeah. nah, like, we're pretty freaking old school in, in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. Like, how is it that you have Oakland Unified being explicit about it, mm -hmm. but then five miles away it, your neighbor is like pin drop you feel me like it's just I don't know like I just feel like 
I feel like a lot of the topics that we tend to not want to talk about so openly and, and unpack at the schools are like topics that make white people feel so damn uncomfortable. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, which is why, I mean, Christine, like, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just gonna say, it. like, I'm just like, yeah, and and then and, and like, think about it, like, this is like why we got burnt out. This is like why we could, like, the, the, you know, clients that we coach get so frustrated and get burnt out. <laughs> um, because, like, again, we're working in a system that was, you know, just like built on white supremacy. And so, like, they, these are all the things where, unfortunately, these things do not surprise me. Um, but that's also just because I've been, like, super critical. Um, and so, yeah, it, it the Bay is not that different no. when we look at our, our education system um, and our leaders. And, you know, for what OUSD released. And mind you, we also have to be honest that we didn't, we are, like, a small sampling, right? This in no way is like an extensive research with like, you know, we didn't look at all the districts. We're really just speaking on what we're experiencing and like kind of how we would approach it. But it it's even like for what Oakland Unified released, that isn't everything I'm sure that she wanted to say. No. And, and I, I mean, and and mind you, I'm talking about at the top of the food chain. Right. I, I'm not even talking about site level administrators yet. Okay, well, let's go there. No, okay. <laughs> not that I'm saying I'm talking about um, OUSD site administrators. Don't at me, y'all. <laughs> well, and I think that it could be anywhere that we're yeah, talking anywhere, about anywhere, because anywhere. this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to just say, you know, I'm gonna keep it vague too, but regardless, um, regardless if the superintendent or board or whomever sent out a statement or resources, um, that that's like one piece. But the question is, how how does it look like? How does it trickle down like to the actual school sites? Um, and you know, I've. This is just me, you know, inquiring and being nosy. Mm -hmm. And I've asked several site administrators, some APs, some principals, um, talked to TSAs and teachers. And they said that for the most part, here are the things that I've heard, okay? That it was mentioned briefly at a staff meeting, mainly just referring back to what the superintendent said. Mm -hmm. okay um if the site administrators um do this because not all secondary do this I feel like it's more of an elementary school thing but it, it, it is mentioned um in the weekly bulletin and I saw one of the weekly bulletins um at at, a, um, at an elementary school like Here's the link to what the superintendent said. I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, nothing but yeah. it's, it's sure. Um, 
And then also just like, you know, yes, here's a link to what the superintendent said to the email. But once again, friendly reminder, don't push your political views. Uh, make sure you look at the resources if you do want, if you do want to talk about it with your students, keywords, if you do, mm -hmm. please look at the resources provided, right? Mm -hmm. And this is specifically from APs. And saying, I'm just following my principal's lead. So if the principal is talking about it and the principal's like, yeah, we're going to do a school-wide lesson plan or we're, um, we're going to have the counselors close down the counseling wing and, and for us to do like safe circles or whatever. Yes, I'm, I'm going to support the principal, but yo, the principal's not really saying anything, so... Mm -hmm. That's what we, I'm just not going to say anything. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, so yeah. So there's that piece. Okay. Now it is the teacher responses. So I've heard many things such as, you know, I'm not talking about it with the students because it is a tough topic. Sure. Um, my students do not care. They care more about what is happening in their immediate neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so those two things, the, I, I'm not even done yet. The, the, I'm not talking about with my students because it's a tough topic. My students do not care. I've heard that so many times when I worked in, uh, when I worked in the Valley and it was during like uh, the whole BLM and the whole like police brutality back in like 2019, 2020. I've heard teachers, administrators say stuff like that. Okay. Um, the whole fiasco at the Capitol back mm -hmm. in 2021. I heard teachers straight up say like, oh, the attack on the Capitol, like, oh, our students don't care about that. They probably don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, other comments that I heard was, um, I think my Jewish students and Muslim students just want to lay low so and not stir the pot. I'm not sure if my students are affected because we don't have a huge Jewish and Muslim population. I would talk about it if the students asked me. I want to talk about it, but I want to make sure that I have the support from mm -hmm. my administrators. Yeah. And I doubt I do because they barely touch me. Mm -hmm. There's a range there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a range. But it's like, so what do we do? Like, Anytime there's a topic that we as educators don't feel comfortable teaching, like, it, do we just not cover it? <laughs> like, we just pick and choose what we want. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused because there are many things that I didn't feel comfortable teaching. Well, and, and so, so I had a conversation with, um, uh, a TOSA teacher on special assignment recently because like you know 
engaging in thought partnership and like real like same thing with you like I'm curious and really like you know stewing on this um and I and I and I, so obviously with my counselor background a lot of this is rooted in fear sure right and so there's a lot of fear and something that this Tosa said, I think is true that we must remind one another and our listeners is that part of the, like part of our role as educators is to um, get comfortable talking about difficult things. Uh, but also there's like the conversation around self-care and being well and taking care of ourselves and doing our own work to be able to engage in these types of conversations um, because you, yeah, the students may not care, but do we actually know that? Right. Cause I'm telling you the ones that I heard these quotes from, they didn't even ask. Right. And, and a whole lot of assumptions and we make assumptions mm -hmm. about our students all, all the time. The time. So Especially it's black and brown students. We mm -hmm. make assumptions about them all the time. Yeah. And at the end, you know, it's really going back to like, how are you getting the information that you need? How are you learning to be able to at least engage in a conversation? And, you know, this is like, this is something like I'm, I'm, I'm working on something to send out to our counselors in the district, because I, it's just been way too long for some, for no one to like, for nothing to be said. Um, and something that I've been like really thinking about is just like, you know, I myself am not an expert on what is happening, um, in, in the Gaza Strip with Palestine and Israel. Um, I've learned, I learn about, I learn, I've been learning a lot from you, Christina. I've been learning a lot from like the, um, like I said, the activists that I've been, you know, following and learning from, um, the articles that have been sent and resources, those YouTube videos that Christina is um has compiled um you guys can find that at san diego county of office of ed well in our show notes like we'll make in it our even, show notes yes we'll make it even easier right and and because part of it is like if we i mean if it's made easy enough like there's no reason then not to like try to engage in this but um i also said that i don't think i need to be an expert in order to address the emotions that are surfacing no you do not and that's really what I'm trying to get at with counselors and just like, I think even in this conversation addressing, you know, the, the, the themes that you've noted around what teachers are saying or school site administrators are, you know, not doing. And again, why districts, some district statements are more um, compelling versus others is that really trying to identify what the emotions that are surfacing for everyone involved. And I can address fear. I can address uncertainty. I can address helplessness without needing to pick a side um, right. in, at work, right? And that's something that I said too, at work, I don't have to take a side but I can work on identifying you know, those emotions, providing a safe space and, and to learn more. In my personal life, I have an opinion. Oh, and I, for sure, I do. And I will scream it from the <laughs> rooftops, you know. And like, and I, and I, and I know that we're losing, you know, friends and followers because of it, and that's fine. 
Um, because again, it goes back to our values. Um, and, you know, I think you and I have done a lot of work on our values and our beliefs and, you know, what, what we represent. Um, and we're continuing to, to work on that. Um, and this is one way of demonstrating that to everyone. It's like the work is never over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know, that's just kind of like what I'm thinking about when it comes to these responses and really, you know, again, from the counseling background, but also from the teaching background, it's like, but your job is to to educate our youth. That's <laughs> and, what I'm saying. And it's not always going to be a lot. And I mean, actually, you could probably connect it to a standard regard, like, you know, regardless you of the content. Can. Like, this is connected to like, I mean, you know, with world history, you could talk about the whole like Byzantine Empire or um shoot uh, uh, don't even um, listen y'all I was an English major but also like World War One and World War Two like Christina, like not even like historical facts like there are like there are different examples even if we're thinking about the students don't care they care more about what's happening in their immediate neighborhood right no you're let's, right let's right, talk right, about right. poverty let's talk about power let's talk about control let's talk about white supremacy like these are all things that are inter- like that are related. Or or like a, a, a great thing is like it, it, like English teachers as well as social science teachers, we we always look at um primary and secondary secondary sources and like being able to like read an article or look mm-hmm. at a picture and like mm-hmm. analyze it and say like okay, who's the audience here? Who is, is there a message here? How do you know? Mm -hmm. What is the evidence? Like, like, I think it would be like an awesome lesson to like show like different networks and like analyze like how, how they're presenting the information and how they are different. Right. Cause that's other things that I've heard too was like, well, I, I don't want to show anything that's biased. It's like, well, nothing is perfect. It, it's it's giving the students skills and providing them the skills to be able to like see those, uh, see the biases and see who this would like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause there's, there's no perfect textbook. There's no perfect curriculum. No perfect video documentary. No, like if if that's the case, we'll never. If, if we're only going to show things that we feel are non biased, then I guess we're not showing our students anything. Right. Right. Well. Right, and I'm mostly like just thinking about what the Tosa said to me and like checking in with ourselves and identifying what this brings up for us um so that we because that's another part of our duty and it's not done well because we I mean again like you know there's so many so much conversation about burnout teacher shortages so we're also dealing with you know this the the lack of respect of the profession lack of funding all these different things that really like 
even put a damper on us being able to expect this from people. But I think that's where it really turns into transformational leadership. So can we talk about that now? Yes, yes, yes. So like when we think about um, transformational leadership, we think of inclusivity, equity, challenging the status quo, culturally responsive practices, and collaborative decision-making process. Um, so basically, when we observe school district administrators being complacent, not wanting to stir the pot, or get sued, right? <laughs> or site administrators glossing over what is actually happening, the quote-unquote conflict. This, and I say that because I know there's like, you know, difference in opinion around naming it a conflict versus, you know, this ongoing genocide. Right, right, right. Um, or, you know, um, you know, that this is that is when transformation or transformational becomes a buzzword. Mm -hmm. So all the things that we mentioned um, are examples of like transactional versus how to like take it a step further and really being transformational. So how does the lack of acknowledgement and lack of exposure to our global society reflect inclusivity challenging the status quo and being culturally responsive. We named a few of those things already, but really, I mean, those that right there, that question, we could sit back like, or any of these examples, those site leaders, those teachers, me as like, you know, stalling on, on really on sending something out to district counselors, all of that, like answering this question of like, how does the lack of acknowledgement and lack of exposure to our global society reflect inclusivity, challenging the status quo and being culturally responsive. You wanna say something about that? Yeah, I mean, we we had a whole um, episode about educator buzzwords. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what this is like if if we want to say that we're transformational and that we do we're all about equity you feel me and inclusion it's like are we like what exactly are you doing mm -hmm. that is inclusive and that doesn't mean like picking and choosing what makes you feel comfortable yeah I mean that's the whole part of being a leader right it's like being a leader is stepping, it should be stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that is like, like in the whole courageous conversations, um, the, the courageous conversation norms is like, like embracing discomfort. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where the growth happens. Mm -hmm. That's where change happens. Well, you know, just to piggyback on what you're saying about transformational leadership, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to talk about like the site vision and mission statements, because this is all kind of, this is all in alignment to that. Yeah. So 
As for the school districts um, with their site vision and mission statements, so what I did was I Googled five random school districts across the SF Bay Area, okay? And here were common words or phrases that were used either in their vision or mission statement. Some of you guys may even consider these buzzwords, all right? But here we go. Here are common words. 21st century skills, global citizenship. So um, preparing students to be responsible and engaged global citizens. That seems to be the favorite one. Diversity and inclusion. So valuing and celebrating diversity, promoting an inclusive learning environment. I'm like literally cutting and pasting what I saw. Mm -hmm. Vision, vision mission lifelong learners that that's everyone's favorite instilling a love for learning and the skills for continuous growth critical thinking developing students abilities to think critically and solve problems community engagement engaging with and contributing to the local and global community mm -hmm. and then character development focusing on the holistic development of the student's character and values as an individual and as a community member. Yo, this is the same shit that we're talking about, transformational leadership. Like, how is it if you are going to be silent and not acknowledge or lack of exposure to our global society what is going on in our global society how is this reflecting 21st century skills being a global citizen how is this an example of diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. lifelong learners how is it teaching them to be critical thinkers and problem solvers or community engagement local and global community engagement like all of that all of that is like all of this becomes bullshit you're basically providing false advertisement about your school <laughs> about what you represent so listen i you know if you've been following us for a minute y'all know that i left a school district because the district office and my admin team were trying to lay low when it came to the BLM and the police brutality that was happening in from, I mean, forever, but, you know, just naming it like 2019 to 2021. And, you know, the protests that were going on all over the world, especially in the Bay Area in regards to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, you know, all these things that just the civil liberties that were just affecting our black and brown citizens. So yeah, I, I left because I was like, you know what? This is not what I stand for. Of black for. and brown students. Of black and brown students. Who did I say? I said citizens. I have an issue with that word. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to say Black that. and brown students. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, I had to reflect on what I, what my vision and what my individual mission is as an educator. Mm 
and what my values are as an individual educator. And I, I couldn't be around that. That didn't mean that I didn't say something. I certainly did, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. So I was like, all right, like, yes, this was a pretty comfortable job. That was probably like one of the most comfortable admin positions I've ever had in my life. Um, and the district paid well. So, I mean, like, you know, there was a part of me where I can be like, yo, like I could stay here. It's all good. I could just, you know, mind my own business, get paid. But, yo, that's not me. Like if I'm really going to stay true to my vision and mission and values as an educator, then I, I really, um, I want to practice what I preach. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I I was going to share some other things like, you know, like I, I did work with an admin team where we were, you know, we constantly wrote statements together. And um, even though we knew it made people feel uncomfortable, but we're like, you know what, like, this is what we're going to do. And so I I even talked about this at another podcast episode about like the whole U.S. Capitol riot back in 2021. Like our admin team, we we wrote a statement. We didn't even wait for the superintendent to. We're like, you know what? We'll be forgiven later. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that saying where you do something now and then ask for forgiveness later? Yeah. Seek forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, we were like, yo, this is what this is what we value at, like mm-hmm. as an admin team. So mm-hmm. it's like, we went ahead and did it. Um, you know, I wrote um, school-wide lesson plans um, because our school had advisory period. And so we're just like, okay, this is something that we could do during advisory. Um, and, you know, of course, not all teachers taught it, uh, but you know what? Our students, they did appreciate it. And like, it did create a conversation because there were teachers who came up to us privately and was just like, hey, just to let you know, so-and-so-and-so-and-so didn't go over the um, the lesson plan because they asked me to teach it. Because they're like, I heard like, you know, if they're zero period didn't teach it and they would come to me first or second period and they'll be like oh I heard you guys discuss this in 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 advisory but our teacher didn't go over it and we want to talk about it Mm. so going back to the whole thing of like well we're not covering it because we're not an expert in it I don't feel comfortable in it students don't care or it's they're not within that ethnicity, so it may not be relevant to them. So like really going back to like, just really reflecting on who you are as an individual, as an individual, as an individual educator. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's where it all starts. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to say about, you know, what our school leaders can do to create a space and an expectation that these things will not be shied away from, um, but that will be supported when engaging in those conversations or engaging in learning to be able to have those conversations. 
So here are some of our recommendations for those school leaders who strive to um, be a transformational leader. Some of these transformational practices include addressing and naming the issue. Um, come out with your own statement that spreads awareness and encourages an inquiry lens. I would have loved it if some school admin in our district felt like that they could do that or that they should do that or that they did it, period. Um, provide resources. Again, they're, they're, and that's the thing. They're out there. Like these like, there's, out there, y'all. There's lists that are being like shared far and wide. vetted already. <laughs> so it's like you don't even have to do your own. Um, so provide resources, like resources to help teachers lead controversial discussions, actual resources that address the Israeli and Palestinian conflict, perhaps even the history that led up to this. Um, just, you know, things that people can use to one inform themselves and empower them to have these conversations or hold space for your, their students. Collaborate with your fellow educators to come up with a plan. You don't have to do this alone. Remember, we talk about leveraging your folks. Mm -hmm. Think about like your admin council, instructional council, ILT, whatever you call it. Go to your counselor, or department chairs, your social studies chair. Yeah, right? like, your social studies chair, y'all. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like, this is like really when we want like, what is true collaboration and how do you leverage your folks? Because we don't think that transformational leadership happens alone. Um, and then perhaps the school can come up with a school-wide lesson plan or a series of plans or address it through advisory or some type of whatever form that you all use to share information on a larger platform. Um, you know, whether or not you want to address the history or how to access resources or even how to assess sources because mm -hmm. that is something Huge. like Christina mentioned it's can go far beyond this you know what's happening with this understand biases um, really checking in with like empathy and sympathy what our role is in social justice it doesn't have to be something that happens in our country for us to address you know equity and all the things those buzzwords that we like to say um that you know these are some of the recommendations and that you don't have to do it alone. With that said, y'all, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up by just saying like, listen, school leaders, we know it's tough, but we're in, we're leaders for a reason. Mm -hmm. So please, please don't stay complacent. Like don't assume that your students and staff are not hearing or talking about this ongoing conflict you do not need to be Jewish or Palestinian descent to be affected by this. Neither does your school population. Because mm -hmm. um, talking about this, it's it's needed. It, it's for the sake of all humanity. Reflect on your vision and mission and values. Reflect on what are we teaching our students. If equity is part of our vision and values, then reflect on what it means when you are not providing opportunities and access to discuss global and humanitarian issues. So we'll just leave it at that. All right. Thanks, Christina. All right, y'all. Bye.
We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Empowered Conversations Pod. Check out our content and engage in a conversation with us through the comments or DMs. Also, please help us grow and share this with your friends, colleagues, as well as post on your social media. We look forward to next time. Take it easy.